Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Ben alongside my sister Paige, and we finally have made it. It is the week one of NFL football season, and there are a doozy, a number of games that we look forward to. We're going to give a preview of every single game, highlight our favorites, and also give out our winners for the week one of the 2023 NFL season. That is here next on His and Hers podcast. All righty, Paige. Uh, I am excited. I think. No, I'm just uh, anyone that knows me knows that this Sunday is like my Christmas. This is the happiest uh, time of year that many would say, including me. We are, we have made it. The dismal summer is over, as many people say around the world. All the hours of talking, training camp, preseason games. We finally arrived at the Mecca, and it is glorious. We've got... I got the pumpkins out. Halloween is here in my house, but also I've been watching oh. Friday Night Lights and Vikings oh. games reruns nonstop this weekend to just get the football in along with college football. So let's just go NFL three days away. Yeah, this is kind of a side tangent. I think uh, so. Obviously, college football is pretty much a business, uh, and you know, NCAA football is a business, and. I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. Like, if it's not my favorites. Like, I don't. I'm not a diehard college football fan. I watch a lot of the marquee games, but what a terrible slate of games they put out for the only time <laughs> of year that. Well, not the only, but one of the only times of year where they are the focal point of football. Saturday, Labor if, Day weekend, and we've got blowouts across the board. Yeah, and like the best game, and it was an unbelievable game. Colorado TCU, unbelievable. So much fun. But that was what their best game like scheduled was. And without Deion Sanders and, you know, the things that he brought, it would have been terrible. And also that, you know, by many expert picks, it was supposed to be a blowout. So they did no jobs in making sure that they were the focal point that everyone was talking about them and that they, you know, had a lot of moments because even the the only matchup between, you know, ranked opponents, but also top 10 between Florida State and LSU was a goodish game. And then FSU just ramrodded them in the in the second half. So anyway, I just was thought it was really strange just to, you know, that they just didn't see that as the time to put in the heavyweights competing each other. It was all all of the big time schools playing all of the small schools, and it led to absolutely no contests that were dramatic or fun other than one. Yeah. I uh went to the BYU uh, Sam Houston game on Saturday night and obviously big year for BYU Pac-12 all of that stuff and I have to tell you that BYU offense is one of the worst things I've ever seen <laughs> oh boy playing a team that was playing their first ever FBS game like their big boy college football and and they could only hang yeah. 14 up on them they didn't even have jerseys they didn't even have their names on the back of the jerseys like it was wild and the BYU's offense, I was like Slovis, he was overthrowing every single receiver. And I was just like, how are you possibly? There's a reason he's played for three different colleges now. I'm like, how are you possibly overthrowing literally every single person on this field? So yeah. that was that was a bummer. I was expecting to sing the Cougar fight song a lot more than I did. So that was a bit of a bummer. It's like when we went to the Vikings-Dallas uh, game and we nope. sung it once. No, much different because BYU won and we didn't get pummeled. <laughs> True. All right, well, we have arrived, uh, meaning that Thursday, uh, today, the opener, Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs, the much-anticipated, much-hyped-up Detroit Lions team arrives in Kansas City. The Chiefs are a touchdown favorite on a lot of the books you look at and are minus 292 with an over-under of 54. Now, I think that the Chiefs win, but there's a little bit of drama with Chris Jones uh, the star defensive tackle, probably playing his best season last year, wanting to get paid. Paige, do you think Chris Jones' absent makes any difference in that the Lions have a chance of going into Arrowhead and upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, there's always a chance in football, but I'm putting my money on the Kansas City Chiefs regardless. Like, 
just you put Patrick Mahomes against Jared Goff in prime time, and I'm I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every time. Every yeah. time. That's fair. Do you see a concern with Chris Jones? You know, Ben Johnson for the Detroit Lions is a really good game planner, really good uh game game day caller. And with the running backs that they have uh in the backfield, Dave Montgomery and now Jameer Gibbs that they took. Uh, in the top 15, I think that they have an ability to run the football behind that offensive line, probably top five in the league, the Detroit Lions have. And so really any instance that they have of getting it done, it's going to be a lot of running, running attack, play action, you know, Amon, Amon Ross, St. Brown in those deep crossers and long sustained drives that keep Kansas City off the field. And that's not some groundbreaking type of analysis but you know missing a defensive player on a defense that is like your best defensive player on a defense that's not that good isn't a great recipe for success and so the chances are way higher that they beat him now if Chris Jones is obviously not going to be there we're you know so I just think that the chances of them winning are still low but definitely a lot higher now that Chris Jones uh, won't be playing in the early part of the season yeah, but it'll be interesting to kind of see that storyline too because also defenses just change so quickly over the course of a season. And so it's like what current what was concerns last year might not be concerns this year. So obviously still interested to see how that kind of shakes out. But I'm still going with the Chiefs on this one. I know that there's a lot of people riding that Lions bandwagon and I'm happy for them. I'm glad that the uh, the Lions for the first time in like, 30 years have actually sold out of their season tickets. And so it's like the Lions fans are alive and well. They're coming out of the woodworks on this season, which is exciting to see. But I still just I just don't think that the Detroit Lions are going to be able to take down the Chiefs at home opening NFL Sunday. Yeah, and I and I, always I mean, just like Thursday night, not Sunday. I always like to list out kind of the the end of you know the last part of the year. Um, where if you look at their schedule, it was, um, I don't know, it wasn't like insane. So they start out one and let's see, four, one and six. They beat Green Bay, they beat Chicago, they beat New York, they lose to Buffalo, beat Jacksonville, beat Minnesota, and uh, those two are at home. They then beat the Jets in New York, but that was a Zach Wilson led team. They then, in the most critical game of their season, lose and lose pretty handedly to Carolina. And then they beat Chicago and beat Green Bay to knock them out of the playoffs. So it wasn't that it, it's not that it wasn't impressive what they did, but everything in context, you look at all these teams and the different phases of the year that they were at. You know, Carolina was, you know, it, you know, Carolina was on their second coach, third quarterback, and they, and they still ended up losing in their most critical time. And so I think context is important. The Lions team is better. It's one of the better teams that they've had, but let's not overhype them and pick them to beat Kansas City, no matter what type of uh, turbulence that they may be experiencing. I have, I have the Chiefs winning by 10 or more in this yeah, game. Yeah, the, Chief, the Chiefs are the favorite, minus six and a half. So yeah. I think that majority of I people think- in America agree. The next one, we have Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. It's Bryce Young's debut, the new look Atlanta Falcons with Desmond Ritter and company. Minus three for them, over under at 43, and they are minus 178 to win outright. So, Paige, for me, I'm looking at this as a game that the Falcons will look probably a lot better than they actually are. I think the Panthers, arguably, I love our boy... Adam Thielen, but I do think the Panthers probably, after trading away DJ Moore, have the worst skill group in the NFL. I think Adam Thielen will get a lot of targets and catches just because he's old reliable, but if you look across the board, I couldn't name another receiver for him. And so I think that overall they're very lacking in that department, and that will show in this game for Bryce Young, especially now where all these rookie guys don't really play very much in the preseason. So what we saw from him in the preseason, it wasn't obviously very awesome. And so I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and it starts with the Falcons uh, picking up the win at home over a very young and inexperienced 
Carolina football team. And also, Frank Reich has never won an opener, by the way. He's the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, five and one in uh, week one NFL. So that's actually thing trending. Uh, yeah, it's another thing trending in that direction as well. Yeah, um, I know if anybody listened to the podcast last week, obviously, you know, I'm taking the Falcons to win the division. Um, and so I'm just kind of thinking, I think that I agree with you where it's going to make the Falcons look really good. It's going to be like they're going to be a little bit of the talk of the town after week one. People will be like, hey, like, should we be talking about the Falcons more? Because I think they'll put a pretty good beating on the Panthers. I think one, like, I just think with their run game, obviously Tyler Algier, he went over a thousand yards last season. And I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see even more of that this season, especially with the new draft adoption of Bijan Robinson. And I just think that there's a lot of exciting stuff happening over in Atlanta. I think that the one weakness that Atlanta has is in the receiving core. I just don't think it's super deep. Obviously they've got Drake London and Matt Collins, but just to me, that's where my concern is with, them. So I think you're going to see a lot of run game there. And I think that they're going to put a pretty hefty beating on that Carolina defense. Um, but yeah, taking, taking the Falcons in this matchup. Beautiful. We then move on to the Cleveland Browns. They host your boy, Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, Joe Cool, and the Cincinnati Bengals. They are, uh, the Bengals actually go on the road and are favorites minus two and a half over under 47 with them being the favorites at minus 140. So overall, a lot of places, a lot of people are down on the Browns uh, for how Deshaun Watson looked in the six games of action last year, so much so that they are now home dogs in the opener. I look at the Bengals and I see a team who is slow to start in the you know last year and I think could repeat this year. Joe Burrow coming off a calf strain which hindered him all of his uh, preseason. But Paige, do the Bengals go in? Does your boy go in? And do they beat the Browns to open up the season 1-0? and Yeah, this has probably been one of the hardest games for me to pick because to your point, uh, last year the Bengals had a really slow start before they really got cooking. But I feel like we'll kind of see, I think a lot of that was uh, younger players kind of getting in the groove. We saw two kind of slow years for the Bengals when it came to starting. I think that they're kind of past that. So I think that we're going to start seeing a more uh, organized team that kind of comes in and is hot from the beginning. Um, My biggest concern, obviously, always with the Bengals is the O-line and Joe Burrow coming off of an injury. Still not 100% confirmed if he is playing on Sunday, but I'm sure it's sounding like he will. Um, But I think that's my only concern is that if this O-line doesn't keep Joe Burrow protected and they're able to kind of get uh, the Browns are able to get him out of the game, then you could see the Browns run away with this one. But with a healthy Joe Burrow, a hopefully improved offensive line and the weapons like Higgins and Mixon and DeMar Chase, I think that we will see the Bengals get away with this victory. But I think this is going to be a close one. I think this will be the funnest uh, game happening during the 11 o'clock hour. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of great games on Sunday. Obviously, the best part about week one versus like a week eight or nine as you get later in the season is that every team has hope. And so there's no team that, you know, isn't, doesn't, no game looks bad, really. I mean, there are some from past experiences, but overall, everything is so fresh. For me, so the weather is supposed to be really nice. It's going to be a nice 70 degrees, like perfect, perfect football weather. Um, I think that if I think that if the Cleveland Browns are going to win this game, it's going to be through a Nick Chubb-led offense with For a sure. lot of deep play-action pass with Amari Cooper and the new addition and Elijah Moore from the Jets uh, being able to contribute. And so I'm very, very interested in the Browns. Like we talked about last week, I could see the Browns winning this division. I could see the Browns making a playoff push, you know, going deep into the into the postseason. But again, this division is so tough. The AFC is so tough. Mm-hmm. You could tell me that the Browns missed the playoffs and I wouldn't be shocked either. Well, and that's and so the thing. Like they have the roster to be a good team, but they I could also good. it's also the reverse where I'm like, it's also could be a team that goes seven and ten. Like I just feel like there's so much, there's so much riding on the first few games of this Brown season to see how they felt flow together as an offense. Right. And honestly, uh, when you look at it's just a rule in the NFL that half the playoff teams are out from the previous year and half new ones go in. And if you look at the AFC and what the trends are, so if half have to leave, you know, other half to come, I think the Browns are a good contender for that. 
And this would be a game where Miles Garrett could have his imprint early. If you look to the first week last year when the Bengals played the Steelers and Joe Burrow had three, I think maybe it was even four interceptions in that game. And one of the main reasons why is because J.J. Watt just harassed the man. And so I think a very similar trend could happen in this game where Nick Chubb gets going. They have a couple of big plays. The Bengals have to play from behind, and that is what allows Miles Garrett to go after it and cause uh, cause havoc. So personally, I'm going to take the Browns in this game. And if you are a betting person, this is one of the games I'd highlight as the under. I think 47 in this particular divisional matchup usually doesn't happen a ton. And so I think it's going to be a low-scoring, kind of ugly game that the Browns dirty up and, and, and win at home to open up the season. Okay, our first our first disagreement. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. So next, we have the Colts versus the Jaguars, another divisional matchup. We have the debut of Anthony Richardson. He's on one of my fantasy teams. If any of you care to know, kind of a scary proposition. My starting quarterback, never good to be in. Your starting quarterback? For one of them. It's a 12-team <laughs> league. It was a fresh draft. My strategy to pick late. It's a boomer bust type of scenario. Yeah, he could either he could pop off or he could destroy you. Yeah, could, <laughs> could, yeah, very easily go the other way. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, uh, obviously coming off the season that they had last year, building off that momentum. They are minus three and a half point favorites on the road. Over under is the one of the lowest at forty three, and the Jaguars are minus two twenty as the favorites to win outright. Paige, does Anthony Richardson pick up the home debut win? I think or not. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think that you're going to see a couple things. One, I think that the Jaguars are going to have a slow start this year. I think by the end of the season, I still think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to get away with their division. But I do think that this first game is going to be like, ooh, we're going to see some holes in their defense. We're going to see some issues on offense. We're going to see some flow issues and things like that. Um, so I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people expected to. I think we're going to see some fun plays from Anthony Richardson especially being as mobile of a quarterback as he is. I do think that the Jaguars will walk away with this, but I think it's going to be a close three, seven point game. I like that a lot. I agree with you because I think, I, I do think the Jags are going to win just because I walk I off know. field goal. Yeah. I, and I could see him being a little bit closer. I mean, division games always tend to be that way. If I had to choose, I would I would choose I would take the Jaguars three and a half. I, I think they win by a touchdown, but I do think it's kind of ugly. And again, when you're able to run the football really effectively, it shrinks that game. And so with Anthony Richardson and what they're going to do on that offensive side, just shrink the game down, make it shorter, and you know maybe the ball bounces your way and you're able to to get into the game. But I still think the Jags win. I don't think the Colts have won in like eleven straight openers too. It, and Frank Reich was a part of that. But I think the Colts are like 0-10 in their last 10. Um, they weren't setting themselves up for success this offseason. So aside no. from Anthony Richardson being there, we're not sure what else is going on in Indianapolis. I don't know why you said that like that, but um, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, we have the Minnesota Vikings, our beloved, uh, taking on Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Vikings are a touchdown favorite. 45.5 is the over-under, and the Vikings are minus 260. As the home favorites. Now, what do you make of this game? Uh, I view it in a certain way, but I wanted to see what your wavelength is like. Um, I mean, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, I think that the Buccaneers just went, they just lost, obviously, Tom Brady, who was kind of the person that came and revived that entire uh, organization. And aside from Mike Evans, there's really nobody that's like a main talking point of like a star player within Tampa Bay. Um, so, yeah, I think that the I think the Vikings will walk away with this win. I think it will be an easy win. The Vikings like to not make things easy. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. But I think that this uh, when you look at the rosters side to side, compare them and you're playing in Tampa Bay in September. Like, I think the Vikings should walk away with this. Uh, and just a note, I wanted to look it up. The Colts haven't won a home uh, uh, week one uh, since 2013. That's solid <laughs> 10 years. Let's go. That's that's actually pretty. Let's make it 11. <laughs> uh, but in this game, yeah, I think 
you know, the Vikings have a tendency to play close, but if you looked at what they did last year, week one was actually one of their only double-digit wins where it was comfortable throughout. And so I think this would, you know, lend itself to be very similar. Uh, KOC is able to put together a strong game plan and, you know, make things happen. Scheme open, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Asson, Hawkinson. The continuity on the offensive side, uh, and I think if you are a Brian Flores, Flores led defense, this is a perfect way to open up your season to kind of work out some of the kinks that come on game day with a lot of your starters because there's no one on that side that really strikes fear into you. Obviously, Godwin and Mike Evans do, but they don't have Tom Brady throwing the football anymore. They have they got Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield and, and we-, we saw what Baker Mayfield did with OBJ, uh, prime OBJ and Jarvis Landry. So, I don't think there's any reason reason to be worried or concerned. I think the Vikings win pretty easily. Yeah, because it is interesting where it's like last year, one of the biggest issues the Vikings had on defense was corners and like just not being able to have great corner coverage on their receivers. And obviously the Bucs, the receiving core is probably the biggest strength of the Bucs offense and team holistically. Um, but with Baker Mayfield throwing that ball, I just don't think you're going to see the same accuracy in the level of throwing. I think they're going to rely more on the run game. And I think that the Vikings are going to be able to stomp that out. Yeah, I mean, they, they, wow, they big lost. yawn, big yawn, big, big yawn guy. guy, big yawn, big guy. Uh, I, I mean, they lost their starting center, Ryan Jensen. They couldn't run the ball at all last year when I mean, Tom Brady threw over 700 times, so not a recipe for success. And again, Todd Bowles is their head coach, which typically doesn't mean very good things. The next up, we have the Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. The t- Saints are three and a half point home favorites. 42 is the over-under. Saints are minus 175 on the money line. Uh, Tennessee Titans are in a funky spot, and so are the Saints. Newcomer Derek Carr uh, looking to lead this team back to where they've been over the last decade when Drew Brees and Sean Payton were at the helm. This is something I wanted to build off from last week. Uh, you know, This game is a, is a coin toss to me, but if you look at the Saints' schedule, they, they could be an 11-win team. I mean, their schedule is crazy. Crazy easy, and I think that if they get it, if they get this win, one of their tougher of the first six games, it could be five and one, four and two after six, which is just kind of crazy to think about. So, what do you think, Tennessee or New Orleans in this week one matchup? I am taking the Titans. Um, obviously, I just think one, a couple reasons going into this one. I just think that the Titans they keep getting written off pretty easily, and they've been probably one of the most consistent teams of the past six years. I think with a coach like Mike Fabrell, he's just able to coach at a very, very high level. He performs very well in divisional games. And I just think that you're going to see the Tennessee Titans pull out a win on this one. I think the Saints yeah. will have a good season overall, but I think they're going to lose week one. Okay. Yeah. I. What say ye, big guy? I think I'll take the Saints in this one at home. I think it makes a big difference. And again, I don't know which direction the Titans are heading. Uh, obviously, Variable is a great coach, but I will take the Saints in to win at home. Probably the best game in the early slate. You have the San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this will be shaping up to be one of the best games in that first afternoon. The Niners, they play on the road against an AFC opponent for the first time since like the 90s. This hasn't happened. That's crazy. To open up the season. No. Nick Bosa, but they still are favored by three, and they are minus 155 on the money line. And I believe this is the second. Yeah, this one's 41 and a half on the under, over under. The only one that is lower is the Cardinals and Commanders. So expected to be a defensive matchup. The Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of like a media preseason hype darling this year with Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and what they have on the offensive line. TJ Watts can be back in full force. But do you think any of that is enough to fend off the um, back-to-back runner-up in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers? Honestly, yeah. I, I'm going to take the Steelers on this one. I think week one, I think this is going to be one of the losses that the 49ers have. Um, it's going to make everybody overreact and be like, oh, no, should we be worried about the 49ers? And they're going to write their ship and be fine. But I just think without Nick Bosa, I think going into Pittsburgh, difficult stadium to play in, 
against Mike Tomlin, who's an incredible coach week one. I just think that there's a lot of stuff going on Pittsburgh's side on this one. So I'm not going to mix it up. I'm going to pick for the Steelers. I'm actually the same way. Like I said, I still think the Niners are going to win 13, 14 games this year. But I think that it's a tough place to play. You look at what happened to the Bengals when they went into Pittsburgh last year, and it was a tough, hard-fought game. And the Steelers were able to, to pull it out. And I think much of the same this year. And again, it comes down to me for no Nick Bosa. If Nick Bosa is on the other side, and maybe he is. We're recording this a little bit earlier in the week. Maybe they agree to a contract. And he's there for week one, but you know we'll see how effective he is. Ultimately, I still think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will take this one and still have the Niners winning a lot of games. But I think you're going to be seeing this one a lot on NFL Red Zone. Yes. The Cardinals and the Commanders, like I said, it is minus five, five and a half for the Commanders. The Cardinals, as we talked about last week, slated to be the worst team in the NFL. Are you going to watch this one at all? I, there's so many games to pick from, and I hate to do this week one, but I don't think this one is going to be one that I seek out. I mean, no, I'll be almost likely be watching the Vikings game in its entirety and just having a red zone on my laptop next to the screen. So I'll, yes. I'll, see, I'll see some scores, but I'm not going to see this game. I'm not going to be tuning into this game. I think that the redeeming thing is, one, I think the commanders obviously coming off they won their three preseason games. They snapped the Baltimore Ravens preseason win streak, which is like a fun stat more than anything. It's not really going to have any effect, I don't think. But I do think that the commanders are building something fun. I think obviously the Cardinals have a lot of issues, and I think this is going to be a sizable win for the commanders and get them started off on the right foot for this season. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a believer in Sam Hell. There were some things he did in that last weekend uh, of the season against the Cowboys. That was a lot of fun. There was, um, you know, a lot of things in this preseason that made him look real good. And he was, you know, you know, three years ago, four years ago, projected to be like a number one pick kind of guy coming out of UNC. Things just ended up kind of falling a different way for him and they struggled and it didn't work out that way. But obviously he's got to have had the skills at one point that people viewed him to be such a highly touted prospect. And so. I'm excited to see. I think he's got a lot of good weapons. You know, Terry McLaurin's kind of battling the turf toe situation. It's still not obviously uh, known if he's going to be playing, but I really like the Dotson uh, wide receiver. I think Jaha Dotson is his name. Uh, really good. Uh, showed a lot of flashes last year. And in the preseason that you're talking about, especially in that Ravens game, seemed to be a favorite target of Sam Howell. So I think. There's some reason to be excited about the Commanders, and this game probably won't help any like hype for them because they're going to probably smash the uh, Cardinals. But again, what kind of barometer is that going to be? I don't know. I guess we'll see moving forward. The next one, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a survivor pool, by the way, and I picked this game. I picked the Ravens as my team that's going to win. So it's a little survivor tip plays in any of those type of leagues. But the Texans come to Baltimore. The Ravens are the biggest favorite of the weekend at minus nine over under set at 45 and the Ravens are minus 480 on the money line. Paige, what do you make of this? Does CJ Stroud in his debut have any fireworks to upset the Baltimore Ravens on the I don't think we're going to see CJ Stroud upset set the Ravens. I do think you'll see some fun plays from him, but I think that this is going to be a game where CJ Stroud gets hit a lot. And it's kind of like a welcome to the NFL and one of the most uh, brash ways you can do it. Um, I think with Lamar Jackson getting his contract situation figured out, that's obviously been a talk of the town and a big issue in Baltimore for the past two years. I think with all of that leveled out, they've got some good players there. I think you're going to have some breakout players like say flowers Coming in, and so I just think that the Ravens are going to walk away with this one pretty handedly. But I think it'll be a fun game. You'll see some fun plays from the Houston Texans who were in a building stage. Yeah, um, I think that now that Lamar Jackson is taken care of on the contract front, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see him back, kind of full full action, fully engaged. In what's going on? I think they went pretty handedly, and there's a lot of excite excitement. It's going to be intriguing to see where Odell Beckham Jr. is at in his career. You know, kind of one of the fastest starts to everything in league history has led to with injury, and it will do that to you. Kind of a weird 
last few years, you know, didn't end well in Cleveland, wins the Super Bowl that same year, and then tears his ACL, flirted with four different teams, went to four different dinners last year, and then it came out that he wasn't even ready to play. So I don't know what it all means. Uh, I hope that it means he's healthy now and ready to go and could be a legitimate weapon for Lamar Jackson and, and, you know, hopefully take them again. The toughest division in football. So if you're the Ravens and you play in that division, you play in the AFC, you can't drop a home game to the Texans to start the year. So I think Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, excuse me, Jim is suspended by Michigan. John Harbaugh will have his team ready to play in week one to beat them down. We have the oldest rivalry in the NFL to follow suit, the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Kind of a very uh, interesting game, and I think this is the start of the afternoon slate. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this jumps into that 245 yep. window. Awesome. Yep, five Great. games in the 225. So the next five are going to be that late window. Perfect. I wanted this one to be able to watch, and so – uh, Packers in Chicago. Bears are actually favorites at two and a half. 44.5 is the over-under, and the Bears are minus 120 on the money line. There's a lot of love to the Bears right now, and there's a lot of um, kind of unknown when it comes to the Packers and Jordan Love. Is the love for the Bears justified, or are people underestimating what the Packers can do because of the rest of the roster? I think they're underestimating the Packers, overhyping Justin Fields a little bit, in my opinion. Um, I, I mean, there's so many people drafting Justin Fields as like their fantasy QB, and I found it so interesting because... Great fantasy quarterback. Terrible my, quarterback. Because my thing is, too, it's like with, just, with Jordan, with Justin Fields, it's like you know what you're getting. Just with uh, Jordan Love, we don't know yet, right? Like... We, we have ideas, but we've never actually seen Jordan Love take that many snaps. We don't have a ton of, like, we have a full year of Justin Fields to kind of look back on, see what he does well, see what he doesn't do well. Did the Bears add some weapons? Sure. But the Packers, I feel like they're one of those swing teams where it's like if Jordan Love comes out swinging and he ends up being like the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers was really impactful and he's able to like really build something, then like awesome. But I feel like there's so much issues there. But I just think being in Chicago, I think there's a lot of hype from the Chicago area right now. Obviously, I think nobody is more happy for Aaron Rodgers to have gone to Jets than Chicago Bears fans are. And so for me, I just kind of think that the Bears are going to come out on top in this one. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be one of the funnest games of Sunday. But I do think that the Bears will walk away with this one. And I think that the second matchup will be a lot uh, tighter when it comes to uh, coming out on top between these two divisional rivals, but I'm going to take bears in this one. That's why I disagree. I don't think the bears are going to be any good. Again, I don't think Justin Fields is a good NFL quarterback. I think he's, you know, an Instagram quarterback, a YouTube quarterback where he will make outstanding plays that blow your mind. And ultimately, yes, adding a DJ Moore will help in some of his deficiencies. But ultimately, I think the Packers have a really good team. I think Aaron Rodgers did not play very well last year. And, you know, as bad as a year as it was for the Packers, it was they were nine and eight. It wasn't yeah. like they were some trash team. It was bad to Packers standards. But I think you're going to see Watson break out. I think Jordan Love's yeah. going to be able to utilize the receiving core better than Rodgers did just because Rodgers was just fed up with the organization. Yeah. And and they lost you know, a few one score games that go their way, they're 12 and five or 11 and six and season is viewed a lot differently. So I think the Packers go in. I, I, I think it's absurd that the bears are favored. I think it's absolutely absurd that the bears are favored. I don't care who's at, at quarterback for the Packers. I think they go in, they win. And I think they win by a touchdown. I don't think the bears are very good. This could be, you know, I could be very, very wrong, but I don't think that I obviously the next one. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders play in Denver against the Broncos at Mile High. The debut of Sean Payton and the new look, uh, and also the debut of Jimmy Garoppolo. Talk about a debut for a Raiders quarterback playing in one of the most hated places for the Raiders and for the Broncos. They don't like each other very much. Uh, the Broncos are favored, again, by minus three, just a field goal, and minus 205 straight up to win. What do you think? Sean Payton bringing that magic back and going to let Russ cook. 
I do not have faith in the Broncos right now. I just think that we haven't seen a lot of stuff from the Broncos that's saying it's going to be great. I think obviously Sean Payton has an incredible reputation, but last year was a really rough season for the Broncos. And I don't know that they're going to be able to quickly pivot and recover from that. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I think it's, this is one of my more iffy ones. Cause obviously I think this would go either way. These two opponents could literally go either way. Obviously playing in Denver is difficult, but I'm feeling Raiders on this one. I think little the Raiders Jimmy are, G action. I think the Raiders are going to win too. I think the Raiders have a real good squad. Um, I think they're kind of a real good squad. A little good squad. They've won. And I think they've, they've won six or eight in a row. Something, uh, Something pretty crazy against the Broncos, and they played pretty well in Denver. I think the last year was the walk-off where Devontae Adams uh, scored in overtime to win it. So I got the Raiders beating the Broncos uh, again. I think the Broncos could also be a surprise team with Sean Payton, and how good of a coach he is, but I'm not going to pick that. I just think that that is obviously a possibility, but I'm with you on the Raiders. The Eagles then go to New or- New England, the NFC champion, Super Bowl runner-up, and to play against Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, making his NFL return. Uh, they are f- minus five as favorites, uh, minus 195 uh, straight up, and 46 is set as the over-under. I think that the Patriots are going to be a lot better than they were last year. I do think that... It- this could be a potential upset alert, but since I'm already picking Pittsburgh to beat the Niners, I'm going to say the Eagles get this one done. Uh, but I do, you know, the, it is going to be interesting. The Eagles don't have quite the kind of easy start that they had last year uh, when they were on the road against the Lions and put up 40 to kind of get the ball going. This one's going to be tougher. Bill Belichick obviously knows what he's doing. He's going to create some different looks against the Eagles that maybe they're not 100% comfortable with, and they'll have to adjust to it. So I think that the Eagles will still get it done, but I I think if you're looking at an upset alert, you're looking at putting some money on somebody, I think the Patriots are a good one as a contender to take down the Eagles to start the season. Um, yeah, I kind of think that, what do you think about this being kind of a make or break season for Bill Belichick? That's a wild statement. I, but no, but like, hear me out. Like, obviously, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But at what point do you have to make the decision that he's no longer your guy? Because it's like Tom Brady leaves, they've been subpar. It's like, is this the season where it's like, okay, if Bill Belichick can't get something going, if like they don't make the playoffs, what does that look like for Bill Belichick? Is it time to move on or you just keep him until he wants to go? You know, I don't know how to approach that. I personally, I think with what coach has done, what he has done for you, and if you're competitive, but you're just the quarterback wasn't the right choice, I would grant him another chance to pick another guy uh, or trade for another guy. Um, because of what that conversation done. of all time is, was it the quarterback or was it the coach or was it both? And it's always both. But I do think he's earned the right to be like, okay, well, Mac Jones wasn't the guy. Let's go get another one. And then at that point, again, if it falls off, then then yeah. But I don't see any situation where they are dreadful uh, because of who they are. But I, I see your point. I understand it. But the guy won six Super Bowls for your franchise. I hope that he gets a little bit longer of a leash to figure out the second phase. And he's getting older, but as long as he wants a coach, I would, I would happily have him employed. Yeah. It's just a random tangent. But yeah, I'm taking the Eagles on this one, too. Uh, I just think that the Eagles are going to come out a little bit hot. I think that obviously I don't think that the Eagles are going to be as great this season as they were last year, but I do think that they're going to come out hot in this game. They're going to, we're going to see some of that same old uh, Eagles action. Hertz is going to have some really fun stuff happen against the Patriots defense. So taking Eagles. Perfect. We have a battle of uh, kind of probably the best uniforms in the league. The Miami Dolphins are in Los Angeles to play the Chargers. SoFi Stadium is going to be probably 60, 65% Dolphins fans. It's going to be loud in there. The Chargers for them. do not have a fan base. <laughs> no, they're minus two and a half is the They're favorites. an industry plant. Minus 165 uh, straight up. Over under is the highest minus. It's the second highest of the weekend. The Lions and the Chiefs being the highest of 49. So expecting a good amount of touchdowns in this one. 
Justin Herbert, the last time we saw him, giving up 24-0 in the playoffs. Do they kind of get things going in the right direction this year, beating the Dolphins at home? Nah, I'm taking the Dolphins. Woo! Woo! Okay. I think you're going to, yeah, just a little Tua Tyree kill action. I'm excited about what's happening in Miami, and I think that they're going to go into SoFi and walk away with a win. Walk away. It's easy. Uh, It's not going to be super easy, but like by six minutes left in the fourth quarter, you're going to know. This is my prediction for the Chargers, and I've been thinking about it since last week, and I want to get it out there. I think the Chargers are the number one seed in the AFC this year. I, I kind of flirted with the wow. last week. Yeah, I think they I think I really like their team. They're healthy. No training camp, like major training camp injuries happened, which is like the first. Now they could still all fall in week one and two for the Chargers. But you think they're I like, gonna beat beat out the Chiefs? I do. I really like Justin Herbert. I love that they brought in Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore likes to attack deep. And I think through that you're gonna find out a lot about Justin Herbert. Was his uh, Lombardi, the last offensive coordinator, was he hindering him and, and causing him to throw short of the sticks all the time? Or is that just Justin Herbert's DNA? We'll find out. I think Justin Herbert's a freak. I think he's really good. they got a great defense, great offensive line, great skill position. I think that they're going to be dynamite. I think they're going to win 14 games, 13 games at the minimum, and uh, be the number one seed. So I think they're going to win this game. I don't think the Dolphins are very good. I don't think they're going to be very good. I think they're a little overhyped. And so I got the Chargers winning home handedly against the Miami. I think I'm mostly just shocked that you think they're going to beat out the Chiefs, but okay, let's go. <laughs> you got to do something crazy. And if, if I'm right, I'm got to mix this. it. That's true. If you're not, this. just file it away in the archives. Well, if no, I'm not, no, no. is anyone going to bring this back up? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Everyone, everyone in their I life will. is. I will. Everyone. Everyone has a bad Chargers take. It doesn't matter if it was back <laughs> when Phil Rivers was a quarterback or now. Everyone, or you know, everyone has it. Okay, they're the weirdest team of all time. At one point, remember that year that they had the number one offense in the league, the number one defense in the league, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah, because they had the thirty-second ranked special teams unit. Crazy. Think about that. You know how hard that is to do. It's actually it's quite impossible. impressive. They should get an award. They should. All right, the next game, we have NFC West battle. Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. Seattle's minus five minus, uh, on the spread, minus 240 on the money line, and the over-under set at 47. Matthew Stafford is back. Cooper Cups in Minnesota looking at hamstring specialists. The Rams have 30 undrafted players on their roster. Do they stink? And are Seattle going to stomp them at home? The way you just said that, I was like, what? Like Cooper Cup in Minnesota? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen that article three times in yeah. every time. Like, he's in Minnesota? <laughs> um, like, why is it this that, bigger news? At that Mayo Clinic, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks for this one. I just think that the Rams, I think that they're going to be fine. I don't think that they're going to be great. And I just think that the Seahawks have more, more for me that seems exciting. So I'm just taking Seahawks for that reason. And that reason alone. Yeah. There's not much to say. Geno Smith, uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jackson Smith, Najiba is going to be back. He, I think he broke his wrist. Uh, I just think they have a lot to offer. Bobby, Bobby Wagner is back on anchoring that defense. So they will be a little bit better and they have a lot of pass rushers. So I'm the same Seattle. Moving on, we are into Sunday, Sunday Night, night football. football. Let's get ready for Sunday night. Carrie Underwood. You like that? That was exactly how she sounds. I that knew it. Remarkable. I knew it. We have the New York Giants hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think a season is at. I, there's something about the Giants and Cowboys playing week one of the NFL season that makes it everything feel right. I feel like I've seen this. 100 times, and I want to see it 100 times more to open the season. Just get it over. Okay, they, they want to show these two teams on primetime. Let's just get it done week one when I don't know how bad the Giants already are. I can't even tell you. I felt like growing up, I felt like as a kid, I would just see Eli Manning playing the Cowboys like all the time. I just I was like, it, 16 they only games play the Cowboys? 16 they only play the Cowboys. Anyway. So the Giants are at home, playoff team, playoff darling from last year. Danny Jones is back. Saquon Barkley's back. They, they bring in Darren Waller from the Raiders. A lot of love on the Giants and what Brian Dayball is doing. 
the Cowboys are getting a little Super Super Bowl buzz, little little Super Bowl buzz here and there. Does any of that mean anything? The Cowboys are minus two uh, on the money line or on the spread, and minus one seventy to win in New York. Oh yeah, this one's a this one's a tough choice for me because one, I don't think the Giants are going to be good this year, but two, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to war run away with their division, and by run away, I mean they're going to be tied with the Eagles at nine and eight, but they're going to pull out the win. Um, but for me, I just think the thing that the thing that scares me is that Dak Prescott is the same to me as Kirk Cousins, where he is a good quarterback, puts up good numbers, consistent, has some really great skills. But then in the moments when you need him to perform, he kind of goes quiet, kind of doesn't show up. And so that's where my concern is with the Cowboys is like, if this game was at 1 p.m., I would take the Cowboys, no question. But I do worry about Dak Prescott playing in primetime. Obviously, last year, it did not shake out well for him. And so I'm just kind of, that's where I go back and forth. But I still think, I still think I'm going to take the Cowboys because I'm going to take Dak Prescott over Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think that the Giants signed him to a contract extension prematurely. And so I'm just going to go with the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, I don't need to get in too much. I I was, I, I really said every Every Daniel Jones, you know, Daniel Jones should be sending Christmas cards to Ed Donatel and what he did for him in that playoff game. Cowboys win this game. I think the Cowboys, one of the better teams in the AFC and uh, will have, you know, a really successful season. So, yeah, I think that's an easy one. I don't think it'll be a very good Sunday night football game, personally. The last game, Monday September night 11th, football, we have a battle of New York. The Buffalo Bills, the only team who is actually like centered, you know, located in the state of New York, and the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, home debut, primetime big lights against one of the better teams in the NFL. The Bills are minus one favorites in New York, uh, 145 on the money line, 47 and a half on the over. What do you make of the Bills versus the Jets? Does Aaron Rodgers get New York excited about football? And win his debut. I'm gonna say yes. I think the Jets. I think the Jets are gonna scratch and claw their way, but I think they're gonna pull out the win. I think it being at home. I think with Aaron Rodgers and the defense that the Jets have, I just see them being able to kind of put a little pressure and a little stoppage on Josh Allen's offense. And so, yeah, I'm gonna take the Jets on this one. I regret it, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I, I want to get on the Jets bandwagon. Uh, so I've, I've said this. I'm a noted uh, Packers hater. I think it's been well documented. I don't think people I, know that. I think that if the Vikings don't win the Super Bowl, I think I really, really want the Jets to win because I think how funny it would be that he wins as many Super Bowls in New York that he did in his time in Green Bay. Just rub it in there, rub it in there. That'd be be a little bit. Yeah, that would be funny. I like that. Yeah. Screw you, Wisconsin. But I don't think it happens. I think the Bills win this game. I just think it takes a a little bit of time. I mean, you look back to when Tom Brady joined the Bucks, and I think they were even six and six at one point. Um, But the you know he was able to right the ship and, and make the run, and so. I, I don't think that it's going to be just smooth sailing. Same with Matthew Stafford and the Rams. They got off to a quicker start, but then ended up losing three or four. When you haven't been together and you haven't played a lot of games, it doesn't normally just pop very, very fast. And so I think the Bills, with their continu- continuity, head coaching, defense, players, they've all been together, been through some battles. I think they go into New York and win. While it's close, and it's probably going to be a great football game, I, I just think that it, it'll it'll go in the favor of the Bills to start the season. Yeah, I'm probably gonna now, really regret that pick uh, come Monday night, but sticking with yeah. It. When 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 they play later in the season, I could see the the Jets being a better football team, but I just think at this instance, it's gonna be coming up Bills. Hard knocks so. didn't get you on that Jets bandwagon. Choo choo, let's go. Let's go. Um, all right, so we got all of the picks for all sixteen games. The pick is in. The pick is in. The I love when there's 16 games because it feels like you're just watching football and like the chances of a good game happening at least one time is always super 
I. Yeah, because you got at least, like, in the two early slots, you've got at least five games going on. So, like, there has yeah. to be something exciting happening at all exactly. times. Whereas when you get later in the season, there's only three games happening and they all suck. You're just kind of like, well, this stinks. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just trying to think positive that I'm, that, that never happens. Like I'm like, football's always good, but always it good. always happens all when it's like week 10. And for some dumb scheduling reason, they have two games going on in the late afternoon when they did six in the early afternoon. Yeah. It's like Seattle versus the Niners. And it's just usually just not great. No. It is a good point. Well, sweet. Well, thank you. Um, we're going to keep a running tally. We'll try to think of something that we can do as a punishment. Zach, I think- if I win, you have to shave your beard. No, I'm never doing that. <laughs> I, think, I think we tally them up over the course of the whole season, and then we think of something that the other person as punishment. Okay. I think you have to the- eat a whole box of crumbled cookies and then run 10 miles. <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh boy! And I'm not. I'm talking. I'm talking a party box. I'm not talking just a four foot. I don't want to be. No one to be able to finish a party box. I mean, four is pushing. Yeah, four I is mean, pushing I, it. The like the wrong crumble cookie. Like you get like the birthday cake one where it's like that much of frosting. The one cookie, I'm like, I'm going to puke. This yeah, is. It's a, a lot. lot. It's a so, lot for the. Systems. We'll think of something. And again, the new schedule moving forward. So we have today's release, but moving forward, it's going to be we'll record Sunday night, drop Monday after after every slate of football games. And then we'll be watching the, the Thursday night game uh, or after the Thursday night game record our weekend predictions, dropping it on Friday. So that'll be the schedule moving forward as we go into football season. Thank Put it you on your all. calendars, folks. Put, set a reminder to Thank you all for tuning in to the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett. That's my sister, Paige. And let's open our gifts. <laughs>